Hello, and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight, we are joined by Belle Emanuel. Welcome back, Manuel. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me again, Ari. I love coming to chat with you. I don't know which I love better of your names, either Belle or Manuel. <laughs> it, has it is such a nice little name. It is. You could go either way. That's why I said Manuel. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now, for those who may not know, you've been on here a few times, yes? Yes. This is my third interview with you. Oh, man, you must love me a lot. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Just a little. We'll go. We'll go. Away. Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. I love having people come back. Now, I just understand that today is a very special day. Am I right? Yes. Today is the release day of my newest novel, The Fairy Throne, and I'm very excited. Now, this isn't just a new novel. This is a new series. Am I correct? Yes, this is the first in an entirely new series, and it's in a new universe. The um, the last series I talked about was part of my other writing universe. This is entirely new, all of it. Nice. Well, hence the title of the room, Fairy Beginnings Start with New Series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So tell us about this new venture. I'd love to hear a little bit more about it. Yes. So the fairy throne follows Lizerly Valus, a human who's been raised by this very brutal fairy warlord who's known for having the highest kill count in the wars. So he's super sweet. <laughs> um, she grows up under his tutelage, if you will, and has to live in a world that's really built for fairies, not humans. And when she decides to break some of the rules, she has to face the consequences. And that's what this novel covers is her having to pay back breaking the law, breaking the rules, doing all of that, and having to learn that maybe the world's not as good as she thought it is. It's actually a little mm. bit worse than what, you know, her adoptive dad let her believe in her little country town. Nice. So now I know you're a big writer. So tell me the word count on this newest. So this one clocked in at about 114,000 words, give or take. Oh, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I am just one of those writers. And as a reader as well, honestly, I just prefer books that are at least 250 pages, even when I'm reading. I like 90,000 right. words or more. So they always say you're supposed to write the books that you would want to read. So all of my books are a little on the longer side. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm the 40,000 type. I love <laughs> I'm just that. Oh, and there's nothing that, wrong with that at all. Yeah, I, I've read some the, great short novels. Yeah. I'm well, I love the short novels, but I love for them to continue. You know what I mean? Like there's one after another and one after another. Oh, absolutely. Those yeah. series that have 13 and 20 and 30 books. So, we know now you were here last, I think it was June. And before I believe it was my last release. Right. And I want to recap that as well. But before we do that, what's been going on but since June until now? I have been hard at work on getting this book ready for release. I have been planning out the rest of the trilogy because it is a planned trilogy. Um, oh. And of course, I've been working. I am an editor as my day job, so I have been very busy. Summer is a very busy time for me. And then um, mm -hmm. I've got a little side hustle Etsy that has also been super busy this holiday season. Yes. So I have just been busy out the wazoo. We were talking about that last time. Tell everybody about your uh, Etsy. Oh, yes. I make um, custom book earrings, keychains, ornaments, you name it. Just 
I have a lot of people come to me with like obscure titles or they want a cover that's been out of print since like the 70s or something or the 80s, you know, classic fantasy books. Mm. Like a, I just did an order for a bunch of Stephen King books, but they want the original covers. So I can make that happen. I put it in a little earring format. I just did a bunch of ornaments for him and people really liked that, especially the book lovers, right? You love getting that book that you liked as a kid or something like that. And I make it happen for you. And then on the other side, I work with a lot of indie authors now. Like I just did a big author or a big order set for three different authors for their Kickstarters. So I've been tapping into that market too. Nice. Well, you could always do them. You could always do them for the events too. A lot of people, when they have the, um, oh, heavens bets, you know, the book fairs and all. Yes. All those conventions. Absolutely. Yes, yes, the conventions. Because I used to do that in my time too. I used to um, get the promo stuff and take it and go and have it there. You know what I mean? Free book, oh, absolutely, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can get it. You can really rake it in getting a lot of those good nick. I mean, as a reader, you know what I mean? Oh no, I do. I have so much swag. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, yeah, especially if it's your favorite book. I have so so much. I have a box of swag. (laughs) So now. This last in June, was that the last in that series? No, that is the penultimate. It is the third of four in that series. So there's one more. So I'll probably be on here again for that one. (laughs) You're planning, huh? So now let's recap on that one. That is Ruin in... Of Ruin and Wings. Of Ruin and Wings. Okay. All right. I didn't put the of here. And I was thinking, that doesn't look right. Oh, you're fine. Ruin and Wings. Okay. It's just and a little so, not this Steinbeck's titling for Of Mice and Men liked that book when we had to study it. So it's my little of nice. titling. <laughs> now, for those who are not familiar, who are listening in, because we have a few in the room. So sure. what? tell us about the Soul Stealer Saga. So this, my Soul Stealer Saga follows uh, an elven assassin, Arena Gaiman, who is... It's much. It's a much more character-driven series where it's really more about the character's growth than anything else, and it's her basically trying to navigate the world after being owned by a skin dealer for sixteen years, and now she has to go murder for the Dark Throne, which is the king of the underworld. So it's her mm-hmm. trials and misadventures, and the things she comes to love, and the things she has to lose along the way. You know, a very classic fantasy story, but more slow going. Whereas my newest book has a much more engaging plot. Oh, okay. So what have you learned? Go go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was clearing my throat. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no, you're fine. I do that too. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Um, So what have you, what is the difference between this series, the newest series and the fairy throne in comparison to the soul stealer sagas? I mean, what I, I, I get the sense just from you said what you said just a minute ago that they're very different. What else makes them different as far as the series classifications? Sure. So while they're both dark fantasy, they are both different fan- facets of dark fantasy. Ari is, or my Soul Stealer Saga, sorry, I call my books by their main character. Um, the Soul Stealer Saga is very much almost grimdark. It's very dark fantasy. Romance isn't really a main plot point. It's just kind of there to give some hope. <laughs> Whereas right. the Fairy Throne it could be called romanticy, even though there, I have to say this every time when I say romanticy, there is no spice in book one, but romance is a very larger secondary RB plot, if you will. It's much more in your face with it. Um, a lot of the core 
moments revolve around our, uh, I don't want to spoil. So our, our couple, our, our potential couple, we'll say. Right. So they're both dark, but the fairy throne is more whimsical, if you will, with a touch of dark in it. Right. Is there a reason that you decided to go in the more whimsical way than you did in your prior books? Um, my Twisted Fates trilogy is YA, so it was not near as dark as my Soul Stealer saga, of course. Um, and it was a lot more hopeful. Everybody, you know, everybody gets their happy version of their happy ending, whereas the Soul Stealer saga, not everybody gets theirs. Um, the only reason for the direction is that I like to challenge myself with every new story series that I address. Um, I like to challenge myself as a writer to change the voice. Like my YA series is told in past tense, third person with three different point of views, points of view, sorry. Um, my Soul Stealer Saga is one point of view, but it's first person present. And then this one is first person past tense with one point of view as well. But I just really wanted a new world to play with. And it just happened to be more whimsical. There was just a challenge to do something a bit lighter after my Soul Stealer Saga because it is rather dark. And mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to, I have a bunch of backlog stories that like have just you know, five or six pages of notes on them. And this one was the one that called out to me the most, probably because it is lighter and there's more, right. more whimsicality after, you know, four books of darkness. So, but it's more the challenge. The, co the cover itself is very, the fairy throne. Um, it reminds me of, oh, for goodness sakes. And I can't remember. Um, it has all the characters in it from all the fairy tales. Um, uh snow white it was a series oh what the heck was it called oh my god the goodness. tv show do you have any idea what i'm talking about yes once upon a time the tv show right where it's oh, like oh god yes yes, yes. <laughs> because <laughs> they're because of the promo image of the apple because of snow white i remember what you're talking about yes yes and i'm <laughs> looking at it's very it's to be honest, it would intrigue me to read it. But, but your work always seems to do that. You have very engaging covers. Tell me about the process for that. Do you think about it? Do you have someone do them um, as far as production, producer, or how about, how is it that you go about doing the covers? Tell me, walk me through the stages of that. So, yes, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. Um, I, as a reader, I, I consider myself a reader first. And what always makes me stop at the bookstore is an eye-catching cover. Not necessarily that I don't love books with bad covers or anything mm -hmm. like that. But when you're looking for a random read and you don't have anything in mind, something has to have stopped your eye in the first place. Whether it's the title that, oh, that sounds interesting, or a cover that's like, oh, that's beautiful. I've got to read what's on the back of that. So I always try to keep that in my mind as if I saw this on a shelf, would I want to flip it over and read the back and see what this book is about? So I always try mm -hmm. to keep that in mind. and. Um, this book cover is honestly the easiest one I ever had done. I had the worst luck with book cover designers before. I my twisted my um twisted fates trilogy my YA set. I switched artists in the middle to get something more um, market ready, not market ready, um, just more on brand, more on genre, right. if you will, for fantasy. Right. The, my original ones were beautiful. Thank you. My original ones were beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but they just weren't on trend. Um, so that went well. And then my second series, my Soul Stealer Saga, I went through three artists on those covers. My first artist quit the game, like entirely quit designing. Um, the second artist took on the job, but then also had to quit designing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the universe. 
telling me I'm never going to get this done. But then I found a, an artist. Um, and then unfortunately, that artist did not do the style that I wanted for the fairy throat. So that was a whole new problem. But I stumbled upon another artist and it ended up being perfect. So it was a happy accident for that one. Right. And then, it's, of course, a, my writing buddies all get to look at it and then tell me everything they hate or love about it. I always make sure to get a bunch of opinions yeah. about it. It's a thin line um, to pick what is, like what you say, on target as far as your readers and what appeal to the reading populace. And also there's the other side of trying to keep true with what you feel that you're trying to portray the, the book is about in, within the cover. Do you ever find that conflict more, you know what I mean, more so with yourself? I think because I am definitely not artistic in any way. I wish I were. <laughs> what I see in my head is so difficult for me to explain. And I feel so bad for artists I have to work with um, because mm. it's I do. I see something else and getting my vision onto paper while also understanding that an artist knows way better about what's actually going to look good. <laughs> That is something to right. compete with. Um, the cover I wanted had like a book involved and there was gold everywhere. And yeah. one of my friends was like, let's tone this down a little bit. This is a bit much. <laughs> and they were right. Obviously the cover came out there. It's much cleaner. I had like 45 elements in there. So it's definitely, I, I make sure to keep myself humble with it and remind myself that I am not this. I do not know what looks good. I, the well, only things about this cover I got right were the apple and the color scheme. Everything else was the amazing <laughs> work of that artist, honestly. Well, I actually, I love all of your covers. They're very oh, enticing. Well, you're welcome. They're very enticing. I would have to say probably my most favorite is the newest, The Fairy Throne. And then second would be A Fate So Twisted. I oh, thank you. I think those truly appeal. I, I love the... The, where it comes with a fate so twisted because the mm -hmm. vines are twisted it's like yes. you know what i mean there's like seems to be that was all the artist yeah I, there seems to be was, an underlining yeah. story there yeah yeah that was so after my first covers i learned that i need to let the artists do what they're going to do they know what they're doing and i happen to know an artist who used to be under the design house uh, Darkwish designs it's no longer in business i think she's moved on to a different field but um I reached out to her and was like, look, all I know is I want it purple and I want this to be the title and this is the theme of the book. What can you do with this? And she was like, let me see what I can do. And that's what she, she came up with all of that. That's all her. Yeah. Um, it's, that was it's literally appealing. all I gave her. And she did all three is, of those for the recover as well. All of it out of her brain. Right. It is very appealing. I a rain so wicked is similar in context as as most series are they usually keep yeah. some kind of semblance of the same as long as as far as a, a king so darkened as well but there is something about i think you hit it right with the purple i think it just really oh yes it's such a great it's such a great color for that cover it really makes all the elements that she found pop those flowers everything all of it she did great work right. i highly i would highly recommend her if she was still designing <laughs> Yeah, it is a good cover. But again, I'd have to say the fairy throne, your newest. Now, I'm not just trying to suck up the new one here. Oh, no, I, I know. I agree. When we, when we got the mock-up, <laughs> yeah. we were all like, this is the cover. This is the one. Oh, yeah. We're never going to be able to top this one. Like, no cover that I get will ever be better than this one. <laughs> it's 
it's so good. We love oh, it. don't, yeah, don't put your standards that low. I think, you, <laughs> I think you'll, I think you'll outdo it. But that's what it. The puts gold me in just mind. looks so pretty to us. We yes, all like it. It, it looks does. like it's actually glowing. Yes, it's that whole once upon a time vibe. Thank you for that because I'm horrible with remembering stuff like that. If I don't I write it down, I am too on the spot. Yes, I'm horrible at that. Um, that's why I have notes. <laughs> and I didn't write that down. I just looked at it. I'm like, man, that reminds me so much of that. So <laughs> now we're getting to the end of this year. And we're in sure. November now. And we're going into 2024. Can you give us any teasers? Come on, girl. Work with me here. Give me some teaser about what's coming next. Book-wise? Um, Book-wise, book career-wise, whatever you got coming. In this so the fourth... The fourth installment of the Soul Stealer saga will be coming out uh, tentatively in June. I haven't announced any official dates because, you know, it's still being uh, written, edited, all that. So it's tentatively mm -hmm. going to be June. Um, and I also have a co-author project with an author friend of mine. We also haven't officially announced yet. We're hoping to release the first part of a duology next year um, mm -hmm. that is actually an urban fantasy, something that neither of us has actually written yet. And we really wanted to kind of have fun with it so that's what we did and then um my co-author project with angelina j steffert um will get its second installment next september and then the second book for the fairy throne will come out next november so there's a lot of writing going on for me yes but you are the marathon writer i mean come on <laughs> we've had the third interview i knew about you you like to write a good book and you like to put as much into it as possible i mean i try to i absolutely try to well i think you accomplish that your workout alone makes me blush on mine <laughs> well i am lucky that as an editor i get to work from home so i get to work in an environment yes. in which i naturally thrive so Whenever I'm taking a break from work, I get to write. I get to edit, I or not edit for work, but edit my own stuff. I get to go over my critiques. So I get to really dedicate more time than I ever had prior to the panorama, we'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Does that ever get tiring? You know, you edit for other people. Does it ever get wearing on you personally to have to go back and do your own? Or do you find yourself to let those faults go by when you're doing your own? So certain faults are way easier for me to let go by. Absolutely. Um, yeah, especially yeah. echoes, which for anyone who might not know, echo in writing means you're using the same word a lot in a really short mm. time and you didn't mean to. Yes. Right. Hello, you could do it intentionally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could do it intentionally, yeah. which is repetition for effect. But when you're not, when it's mm. just, when you say the word look seven times in a paragraph, it's called an echo. So oh, yeah. I know through editing now that when I'm just writing my first draft, I don't fix the echoes anymore. All I do is highlight them and I fix it later. So I mm -hmm. do think in some ways it helps like that. Like I've learned the mistakes that other writers make. So it kind of makes me more comfortable to make those mistakes too, because I'm like, oh, this is just part of the process. Like this is, and of course in self edits, I'll clean some up, but um, I usually some ways it makes I... it better. Oh yeah. I can see that. I can, I really do. For so me, I'll catch when myself you with, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll catch myself doing like syntax I'm not very happy with. And instead of just mm -hmm. letting it ride and edit it later, I, I fixate on it because it's my job to fix it. So then I'm like, oh, I don't like this sentence. Mm, I'll sit there for five minutes trying to figure out how to say <laughs> this when I could have just, I could have just gone on and fixed it later. So in those ways, it makes it harder, but you know, it's a catch. 
I understand what you're saying about the echo and what I was trying to say before. Um, I'm, I'll stop in the middle of a writing stream and then I get, you know, because I'll notice that I've done that. So I will go through and highlight and look at my thesaurus. You know how we all do yeah. through WordPress. I'm not WordPress. I'm sorry. Microsoft Word. And, oh, there goes my timer. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't catch it. I know. I know. I'm sorry. My apologies. Um, anyways, I, I noticed that. And I, I know that that will stall me out by writing because I'll be so busy. And then I'll re, instead of waiting for the edit, like what you said. So it might be interesting if I did that, like what you were trying to say that you highlight and then move on. So maybe I should try doing that because I'll spend my time rereading it to make sure it has the same flow after I've used the thesaurus to change my wording. Because that just drives me nuts when I'll see that I've used the word more than once in a paragraph. And it's like, ah, crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, I'll, I'll be succinct, don't worry. Um, for me, with action scenes, they, mm -hmm. uh, they're lit up like a Christmas tree in my draft because it's just yeah. all kicked, pushed, shoved. And then I go back later and I make it, you know, more movie-esque fight scene. But, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, I yeah. just highlight them. Yeah. I, I want to actually write that down. I'm going to think I'm going to go back and do that. And Thank I do different so colors for each word, so. Oh, do you? Oh, now you're making it more challenging, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to up my dang game over here? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Belle, for being on, as always, because you've been here the third time. We must like you over here. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> yes, we do. See, excuse me. <clears throat> Cough mom while, while I'm laughing. <laughs> Tongue-tied. Tongue-tied. Anyway, as I was saying, thank you so much for being on. And when your uh, next book release comes out, we should make it a fourth time because we do love having you on here. Absolutely. I would be more than happy to. And thank you for having me today and in the oh, past, in the future. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We should get together on your next one and make it uh, monumental. We should start how we want to go about the next show. You and I will uh, we'll spitball that, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. You, you awesome. email me anytime. All right. Fantastic. I look forward to it. So we're in that time of the show, guys. I know a lot of people really love this. And I've been trying really hard to find the right fit because we're going into the holidays. Now, this one is a good deal. It might be a little pricey for some. I have a few of these tablets myself. Today's Amazon deal of the day is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 FE 12.4 screen. 12.4, guys. 64 gigabytes Wi-Fi Android tablet, large screen, S Pen included, multi-device connectivity, long-lasting battery, U.S. version 2021, Mystic Black. It's a 25% down off its original $529.99, leaving us with $399.99. I have the link in the bio just in case you guys are still looking for that great Christmas find. Thank you again, Belle, for being on with us. Thank you to our listeners, as always. Bye-bye for now.